Hey ladies, welcome back to the Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. I am so happy to have you here. On today's episode, we are going to talk about this idea of self-accountability. Typically, when we are deciding that we're going to start something new, it can be really exciting For us, it may even feel a little bit fun and we are up for the challenge. But over time, it can feel like all of that excitement at the beginning starts to dissipate and there's often feelings of dread, feelings of, I don't know if I can do this. And especially when it comes to working on our health goals, right? Many of us find it easier at the beginning, but over time, we may be at a place where we're offering and making more excuses on why we can't achieve something. We may start blaming our lifestyle, our job, our commitments, or even blaming others because it just feels so hard and probably because we know that all of these things are getting in the way and it's going to take us away from the very thing that we desire to achieve. But in order to grow and form new habits and achieve the very things that you want, there's a level of accountability that we have to hold ourselves to. So we're going to talk about that today because I believe that when we are making health changes, it's so easy, I think, as women to be accountable to other people, but to be and hold ourselves accountable seems to be much more difficult. If we're able to commit to something and we know that we have to answer to somebody else, we're probably much more apt to be able to follow through with it. But as women, there are oftentimes so many other variables, so many other responsibilities that we may have that the very first thing that we give up when we have too many things on our plate for that particular day is the things that we desire and that we want to have. And so I want to talk about accountability because I want to try to figure out a way that we can get you closer to achieving the goals that you want to achieve. I think all of us can say here that we've experienced sometimes where we probably haven't Um, achieve what we wanted. We may find ourselves procrastinating. We may even blame something like that we're tired or that we had too much work to do. Or maybe we're even blaming someone else. Like I had to take care of the kids. I had to take care of my partner. And we blame them for all the things that we didn't get done and for the things that we didn't achieve. And it's easier to blame something else or someone else so that we don't have to take on that responsibility of not achieving that goal or not following through with what we wanted. And a lot of times that makes us feel bad, right? Like we start to feel bad about it. We start to feel like we don't have any willpower to get things done. And despite the best intentions, you may not be able to achieve the goal that you really, really want. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today, this idea of having some honesty, having some accountability with ourselves, because ultimately when we don't achieve anything, it's going to impact us more than it's going to impact anybody else. 
And I want to try to figure out some ways that we can help each other in holding ourselves accountable so that we can actually get to the point that we are achieving what we desire. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So when we talk about self-accountability, I think there's lots of different reasons why we don't, um, you know, why we don't achieve the goals that we want. And there are a multitude of things and the ones that you may use may not even be mentioned here. But sometimes it could be related to fear, like you don't know where to start or how to get there. Or you may feel like it's too much. Maybe the goal is too big and you don't really know how to break it down into smaller goals to get to where you want to be. And so it just kind of destines you to fail um, because it's it's hard to hold yourself accountable when you have all those kind of feelings going around. You may be hesitant because you may not be sure how you're actually going to get to the goal. You don't even know if you can really believe in it. If you're like, you're just thinking it that you really want it, but you don't really know how to initiate it to get there. A big one I think is that, you know, I think for a lot of us, we don't want to have that responsibility. You may already feel like you have too much on your plate. And even though you want something so bad when it comes to your health, wellness, or self-care goals, you may not really be honest with yourself and that maybe it's not a good time to start. Maybe you're not um, really ready to start. Maybe you don't want to start or maybe you just don't have the time to make it happen or you're not really willing to put in the time to make that happen at this time. Um, Maybe it's something you feel like you can't achieve and it's just kind of like a wish that you don't actually think you'll ever get there to um, maybe you just don't want to take on that accountability or that responsibility at this particular time. But if you never try, if you never get to a place that you can hold yourself accountable, then you're never going to really achieve the thing that you want. As women, I think, again, we're very good at being accountable to others. We learn this skill very early in life that we show up for others and there's lots of ways that this presents when we're when we're young like when we go to school we have a responsibility we set deadlines and we have to go because we have a test and we have different things and nobody really ever shows us the part of like how we can be present and how we can show up for ourselves so that's why i thought it was kind of an important conversation to have in case you find yourself in a place that it's hard for you to do that You know, I think a lot of us are afraid to be responsible ourselves because if we do that, then we can't use or create the excuses that we may have used in the past that prevented us from achieving our goals. And those excuses allow us to not take on any of the responsibilities so that if we fail, it's not our fault. And we fool ourselves into thinking like, Oh, if we fail, it's not that big of a deal, but oftentimes it is much more, it is much, a much bigger deal than we allow ourselves to really, you know, really, really, it's, it's a much bigger deal than we probably allow ourselves to even think. There's a sense of needing to be honest here with yourself, because I think sometimes that there is this lack of honesty or like reality And so it creates like this false sense of what we're going to be able to achieve and what we're not. So part of this idea of being 
accountable and having this self-accountability is also an idea of being honest with yourself because you don't want to create a false sense of reality. You want to be able to really start to think about it in ways that you can break your goals down into steps that you can achieve that can become a reality to you instead of like this big idea that you never really hold yourself accountable for. When you start on a health, wellness, and self-care journey, it's important to be honest with yourself because really the only thing in this life that you can take control of is yourself. A lot of times I think we try to control things and trust me, I'm right here. I might, I'm, I'm such a control freak or I've really been trying not to be so much and to be able to control the things that I can control. But if you're somebody who really likes to have control, it's very easy to try to take on um, other people, other things, and not have that, you know, own accountability to yourself. So it's just this way of like, really knowing that the only thing that you can control is yourself. And that's a good thing, right? Because then you're not responsible for anybody else, you're just responsible for yourself. And if you're able to just kind of focus on yourself, which a lot of women think is so selfish, but really in order to achieve what you want, there has to be a desire that you are, um, know, know that it's okay that you can just focus on yourself because you can't, nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to focus on you. And so it's this way of knowing that that is okay. And that you can give yourself permission to know that it's not selfish, that it's actually required if you really want to achieve some of the goals that you really desire. So when we're talking about self-accountability, what does it mean to be accountable to yourself? Well, it means that you and only you are responsible for the choices that you make. And it puts that responsibility on you. So if you want growth to occur in your life, whatever aspect of your life that is, then you need to be the one that takes the steps to get you there to achieve that. It's not about relying on someone else to do it for you. It's about you doing it and taking the steps to do it for yourself. As women, I think we are often brought up in a way that we are relying on other people to help us along the way. And I just don't know if that happens. I mean, I think as women, we're really taught like in terms of like financial support um, where we rely on other people, but it's just this idea that you can take on that responsibility for yourself if you want to achieve the goals that you desire. And that you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. Self-accountability also means that you're focusing on a solution to what you're trying to achieve. I, I, I feel like I meet women that have this idea of what they want to achieve when it comes to their goals, especially their health goals. But there's not actually a solution that has been determined. It's just this desire to achieve the goal. But sometimes and oftentimes that's not enough. You really have to try to figure out a way that you're going to try to get there. And, and ways that you can hold yourself accountable along the way to make sure that you're getting closer to what you want to achieve. And that includes like going through and trying to figure out pathways and strategies that are going to help get you there. 
And that may be like daily tasks, different things that you do each day to help you achieve what you want. Another part of accountability to yourself is that you don't blame others or other people or other things that get in the way from you achieving your goals. Because that's really going to focus on other people and other things. And the goal here is to put the focus back on yourself and to be honest with yourself and to really figure out what it is that works for you in your life and what doesn't work. And having accountability, again, has you reflect on what works in your life, what doesn't work, and then allows you to pivot while also taking responsibility and not blaming other people for not achieving your goals. The benefits of self-accountability is that it helps you have confidence that you can set a goal, that you can follow through with it, that you can increase your mindset where you start to have a little bit more of a growth mindset. And then overall, it helps you set bigger goals for yourself because you know you can do it and you know that you can follow through. And it also allows you to normalize what we see as mistakes and failures instead of being scared to make mistakes or to fail at something, it actually gives you the confidence to know that that is part of the process and that you need to have mistakes in order to get to the goal that you desire. Last week, we talked a lot about neuroplasticity. And one of the examples or one of the ways that we can create neuroplasticity or like new habits and pathways in our brain is that we need to make mistakes. I kept saying errors, but I feel like I don't say that word that great. But really what I was trying to say is that we need to make mistakes in order for these new pathways to occur in our brain. Because what happens when we make mistakes or what we perceive as failures is that it allows us to pivot, make changes, and then create new pathways so that the habits can take place. So they're actually necessary to make mistakes or failures um, so that we can achieve the goal that we want. So I think instead of being afraid of it, as I know I so often am, really starting to embrace it because it's part of the process and it will actually help you in the long run create the long-lasting habits that you desire. There's an idea of having more fulfillment also when you start to live up to this idea of the potential that you know that you're worthy of. So many of us walk around in this place where like you may feel like, gosh, I'm not even living up to my full potential. Or maybe you're even too scared to even think of living up to your full potential. But I know that a lot of you probably feel like you're more worthy of some of the lifestyle things that you're doing right now. And so that's where self-accountability is really helpful. And it also allows us to stay present in our lives instead of running away or distracting ourselves or procrastinating when things start to feel really uncomfortable. Some examples of self-accountability are, and we'll talk about this, but just so you kind of have an understanding is that you're setting goals, you're reflecting on them to see if you're meeting your goals this idea of being honest with yourself about where you are right now, trying to figure out if you're in a place to be making changes 
if you're not really ready to be okay with that, if you are ready and you're not achieving the goals, how to kind of get to a place that you can set smaller goals so that you can achieve them, managing expectations, um, your expectations. And also I think a big thing here is admitting to mistakes that you make along the way um, not blaming others, that's a big one, not blaming other things or circumstances in your life and not making excuses. If you don't really have a good understanding of what you want, it's going to be really hard to achieve the goals you desire. And oftentimes that ends up looking like you sabotage yourself because you're not really like supporting yourself along the way or criticism or blaming yourself or blaming others. So now that we've talked about like why self-accountability is important, why, what it kind of looks like, some ideas of what self-accountability is, let's start to talk about some ways that you can create some self-accountability in your own life. So here are some suggestions that I have. There's so many suggestions out there when I was researching this, and I think you have to figure out what works for you or what could work for you as a way to create more accountability in your own life. There's, with anything, it's really about personalizing what works for you. Everybody is different. Everybody has something different that motivates them. Everybody has different stories that they tell themselves or beliefs that they tell themselves based on childhood experiences or just overall life experiences and the way that we cope and our outlet. So this is just with all of these podcasts that I do, I always give suggestions, but by all means, it's just a way that all the information is presented out there, but you certainly have to figure out what works for you. And that will take some time to figure that out. And you will fail along the way in order to really figure out what works for you, but that's all normal and part of the process. So the first thing I would say is to kind of really dig into what it is that you want to achieve and why you want to do it. I think for most women, it tends to be, uh, I want to lose weight, right? So if that's a goal that you have, then really start to figure out how to make this goal really specific and how to make it and understand why you want to do that. Why is this goal important to you, right? So like why... If you're someone in this weight loss category, why is it important to you? Are you trying to limit your um, risk of diabetes or high blood pressure or cardiac disease? As we are in our 40s, as you get older than 40, this is when some of these disease states start to present themselves and it may be very subtle. You may be in a place that maybe you already have a disease state that you're trying to maybe lose weight to go off medications or to feel better or to have better control of those disease states. So is that why you're doing this? Are you somebody who has little kids and you want to be more mobile for them and maybe that's why you want to achieve that goal? Do you want to be able to take care of your kids or your grandkids? Like, What is it for you? Why is it? Once you understand what it is, why you want to do it, then you really have to start figuring out like what it is that you are willing to be able to do every day. Because remember, we're going to start with these like short goals and then be able to build upon them over time to achieve the goals that you want. 
So if you want to lose weight, it's really trying to figure out what the immediate thing that you can do today to help you get to the longer term goal that you want to achieve. And a lot of this has to do with like SMART goals. And I've done podcast episodes on SMART goals. So you can kind of look through my queue. I can't remember offhand what number it is. um, But I can certainly link to that in the show notes. But really starting to figure out what it is in terms of a goal that you're going to achieve. So if weight loss is something that you want, what are you going to do today? Are you going to eat different? Are you going to drink more water? Are you going to exercise more? What is it, right? And really, if you're really serious about it, pulling out a calendar and scheduling that task, that habit that you need to do. Okay, so what's your goal? Did you want to drink more water? Okay, well then, how are you going to make sure that you achieve that? Well, you probably have to, it's not enough to just think about it. You have to go further than that. You have to actually write it down and schedule it. So maybe in your calendar, you keep track of the water. First, you say, okay, on this many days per week, I want to drink this much water. And you schedule it. And you're really specific. Okay, I want to drink water on this much water on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right? So you now you've scheduled it and it doesn't matter where you schedule it, just somewhere. But the other part of it is, I think the bigger part of it is, is that you have to review and set times to review, review your goals. So oftentimes we set these goals, but we never write them down. That's the first part of it. And then we never review them. And so we're never going to know what works or what doesn't work if you don't actually go back and review what you set and if you achieve them or not. So for instance, if you said that you're going to drink 10 glasses of water Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, well, you need to go back and look on your calendar first that you're doing it. And then second, that you've actually had the desired amount of water. And then if you haven't, so if you have, you congratulate yourself, you get confidence. Yay, I did it. And you set goals for the following week. Do you want to maintain these goals or do you want to do something different and schedule it on your calendar? But also, if you haven't achieved these goals, this is where like the gold is. It's trying to figure out like why. And this is oftentimes what I do with patients when I see patients for any nutrition counseling, even in my, I work in a dialysis clinic and so at, at present, and also I do this and I see patients on the side. But a lot of it is trying to figure out like what got in the way what were the expectations? Why weren't you able to achieve them? Like, what are the barriers? Because that's where the goal is. This is where you figure out, okay, this didn't work. And then you pivot and you try something else. And then if it doesn't work again, each week, you keep pivoting and trying something else until you get to a place that you are achieving what you want. And the big thing here is also setting deadlines, right? Like, if you don't set a deadline on when you're going to see if you achieve the goal, you're never going to get it done. You're never going to do it. It's like in the past, right? If you're a master procrastinator like I am, like if my teacher or if I have a mentor or, or somebody is coaching me or I'm coaching somebody, I'm not going to probably do that stuff that I need to do until the night before or maybe two days before, but I'll get it done because I have a deadline. And maybe you're somebody like that too. So it's really important to have that same 
to kind of do that same thing when you're trying to create accountability with your own self, that you have a deadline. Because if you don't have a deadline on on what you're trying to achieve, you're never going to achieve it. And I don't mean that you have to have a deadline on like the bigger goal. I would say to have a, a deadline on the smaller goals that you're trying to achieve so that you can like keep yourself on track. So if for instance, you're having this water goal that you want to achieve like 10 glasses of water a week and you've picked your days, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and now you have reviewed them, I would have a deadline of like, when, like, what, what is, what are you doing? What are you working with? Are you going to base it on a week to week basis? And so if you start on a Sunday, then maybe your deadline is the following Sunday that you want to achieve those goals. Or perhaps you set a deadline on when you want to review your goals so that all of it is in, so that you can do it all at one time. You can set the deadline for the next week and you can also review your goals. But having a deadline, I think is really important. I think it's something that a lot of times um, we lack, right? Because it's, it's hard to follow through again on our own selves. So that's why a lot of times I talk about like, um, having some kind of calendar and checking in with yourself at least weekly, because a lot of times I think like we don't write down what we eat. We don't write down what our habits are. And then it's really hard to go back and see where we could have changed things because we don't have anything. It's just in our brain. And that is very hard to carry forward. So even though we may feel like, well, I'm doing all these things, you probably aren't. And because there's no self-reflection and because there's no deadline, we kind of keep ourselves in this place that we think that we're being accountable to ourselves, but we probably aren't actually doing the things that we need to do. And that just creates a lot of frustration because it feels like we're we're making all this effort and we're actually not able to achieve our goals. When I suspect if we actually kind of were a little bit more accountable, where we're writing down our goals, we're checking in with ourselves and we're setting deadlines, you're going to be much more apt to be able to um, to achieve our goals. Because in doing that, we're going to have some reflection on any of the roadblocks that are getting that are getting in the way, we're going to be able to see like, oh gosh, I wrote that down. Well, I worked extra that day and that's why I didn't do this, this or that. Or maybe, you know, you can kind of get to a place that you can see like, oh, okay, I have these interruptions in my schedule and I'm kind of sabotaging myself along the way. And so that's why writing down the goals, reviewing them and setting deadlines for the goal and to review the goal can be really helpful. I think another thing that's really helpful is, is that it allows you when you are kind of in a place that you're trying to figure out your goals and you're writing them down, it allows you to, to learn what didn't work and to inform your future habits. And it also lets you recognize if you are having any avoidance of what you're trying to do or any procrastination that is limiting yourself and digging into like what is going on in the mindset piece here that's preventing you from doing what you want to do. And again, I know that this is all really hard. I mean, I write down my goals. I I look at my calendar every week. Um, So that way my deadline is, is that I review my goals and then I kind of go back into the week and see. 
but it takes a lot of effort. There's, there's plenty of weeks that I'm able to do that. And then there's plenty of weeks where life kind of gets in the way and I don't do that. But what I notice is, is that the weeks that I don't really do any of that, it's really hard to see what didn't work and what didn't work. And I oftentimes then have to start at the beginning where if I was just able to just kind of maintain that habit of being accountable to myself, um, it would probably be much easier. And for me, and I'll talk about this, it might be helpful for you the next step of having an accountability partner. Um, You know, I think that checking in with somebody else or sitting down with someone to talk about your goals or talking about deadlines with someone, even if they don't have the same um, desire as you, is a way that you can hold yourself accountable. The research does support that too, right? That if you're regular, regularly checking in either with yourself or with accountability partner, you're more likely to achieve the goal that you want. That likelihood hood is about like a 65% of like achieving your goal. But when you meet with somebody um, and you're meeting with someone pretty regularly, so say you are, you've picked somebody and maybe you have the same goals or maybe you just tell your friend or maybe you have a dietitian or a coach or something like that. Or maybe it's even that you check in with yourself weekly. Well, the just having some kind of regular check-in in itself is going to increase your probability of increasing and achieving that goal to like 95, 90 to like 95%. And so that's where it's really important is to try to figure out like, okay, well, it isn't enough for me to be accountable to myself because I can't do it. And maybe you're somebody who really needs to be accountable to somebody because you're so used to putting everybody first, which is so common with women, that having an accountability to another woman or to just to somebody else, you don't want to disappoint them. Think about like if you are going to go for a walk, right? And you know that like today you have to go for a walk because you've put that on your schedule. But it's really, really hot outside and your day is like so freaking hectic. My suspicion is, is that if you are accountable to just yourself, it may be hard to get out the door. You may find yourself flooded with excuses or put that walk until later in the night because it's going to be cooler. But if you have somebody who's going to meet you on your walk because you've set the time, you've scheduled it, then you're going to be much more likely, probably 90% more likely to be able to achieve that walk. Whereas if you don't have someone that you're going to meet, as the day progresses, as it gets cooler at night, it gets darker, you're more tired, you're probably not going to go for that walk or it's going to be less likely that you would do it. So having somebody be accountable, whether you plan something with them, whether you decide to meet with your goals weekly, that might just be a way that you are able to hold yourself accountable because you don't want to disappoint somebody else. And until you get to a point that you are, you know, I think a lot of times that it's so easy for us to disappoint ourselves, but not easy to disappoint someone else. We feel bad about it. That maybe at the beginning, having an accountability partner will be, will kind of get you to a place that you feel more comfortable not letting yourself down. um, And you feel like you're 
at the beginning, it might be easier for you to rely on somebody else to help you create that accountability. And that's okay. It's just trying to figure out what works for you. And if you're somebody who you think it's going to be hard for you to hold yourself accountability accountable, then seeking the help out of somebody else that might be struggling where you are or seeking out the help of a dietitian or coach or a family member or a friend or anything that will kind of keep you on track, whether that's meeting them for a walk or physical activity, whether it's just telling somebody, setting goals weekly with your friend. I I sometimes do with my one friend, like this is my goal, this is what I'm trying to achieve, and then she'll check in with me. And maybe you can do that with somebody else too. Another thing that helps create accountability in your life is rewarding yourself along the way. A lot of times we have short-term goals and long-term goals and the long-term goals are going to take a little bit of time to achieve and so having an achievement of these small goals and these small milestones and rewarding yourself along the way will help keep you motivated to achieve the bigger or the goal that's going to take longer for you to achieve and then I would say the last way is that You can create a community of support that is going to help you be more successful at achieving the goal that you want. I think community is a really big one. And that's what I try to do here. And that's what my mission is moving forward is to to create a community where women normalize what it feels like to make yourself a priority and to be accountable to yourself. And so that's even why I started this podcast. And this is why... I, this is my goal for this community is to create more of an outreach that we can all support each other in achieving these goals. So if you have a community of women right now, um, or if you even have one more person just to kind of help you along the way, that community aspect has been shown by research to be really helpful. When I used to run my weight loss support groups, that was something that was really helpful and was was really helpful in the sense that people it really normalized that it was okay to be where you were because everybody's there and I think most people feel like you're in this struggle all by yourself and that feels very overwhelming but when you have a little bit more of a community it allows you to see that it's totally normal to feel the way that you're feeling and to not feel motivated because motivation doesn't last and you feel like you have people that are ahead of you that you can rely on and you have people that are you know that are behind on you that maybe you can give motivation you can provide um, some encouragement to so having that community of support is really really helpful when it comes to achieving especially really health wellness and self-care goals so when we talk about self-accountability knowing that Remembering that you are responsible for your actions and that you're responsible for more than you probably give yourself credit for, that you need to be taking care of yourself and holding yourself accountable um, because nobody else is going to focus on you the way that you're going to focus on you and that things are in your control and it's, it's, I wouldn't leave what things you want to achieve up to somebody else because they're not going to have that same desire to achieve what you want to achieve and trying to figure out kind of some of the things that get in the way that that are keeping you from achieving your goals like are you feeling tired or stressed or 
just life is getting in the way and what kind of things are getting in the way? Do you need to put some boundaries up? Do you need to change some of the ways that you're talking to yourself? Is there some mindset shifts that you need to make in order to be a little bit more accountable to yourself? And, you know, even asking yourself some questions like, how would you feel if you were able to achieve a really small goal today that you really want to achieve? And then how would not achieving that goal make you feel? Just so you kind of have an an understanding of like, my guess is that, that if you were to achieve the goal, you would feel really great. And if you didn't achieve the goal, you would feel really bad. And so knowing that like you can achieve that goal, but it's within your power and that you have that power within you to achieve the very things that you want once you're able to understand that it's within your control. And knowing that like all of this with any change that you're trying to make, it's not easy. And some days are going to feel really easy and some days are going to feel really hard and you're going to want to feel like giving up. And that that's totally normal. But that if you can just be consistent, that you're going to be able to get to a place no matter how long it takes you that you're achieve, that you're able and capable of achieving the very thing that you desire the most. So a way that you can be consistent is if you're able to hold yourself accountability and to not blame others and to really know that it's within your power to have the very thing that you desire. So we'll continue having this conversation about accountability, about mindset as we have more and more podcast episodes. Um, I hope that you guys found this episode valuable. And if you did, please share with other women like you so we can continue to work on this idea of creating a community where you feel supported and where things feel normalized and that you feel like that having the health that you desire is not out of your, it's not out of your realm. It's something that you can achieve, um, but that doing these things consistently no matter how small they feel, even if it's this 1% that I talk about, just 1% every day, that, but being consistent with it, over time, that 1% adds up and that consistency adds up and it leads you much closer to what you're trying to achieve. So I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you guys back here next week. Thanks again for listening.